Happy Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five out in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hope you had a great uh, weekend, holiday weekend, or stuff like I am. And if you're from San Antonio, having leftovers like tamales for days, because that's basically what's going to happen now for everybody in San Antonio um, as uh, Christmas winds down and the New Year's Eve is right around the corner. What are we talking about today? We're going to be looking at tonight's game, Spurs Jazz. Spurs on a three-game win streak. What do the Spurs have to do uh, to keep that win streak alive against uh, the West best, that being the Utah Jazz? And then talk about the log jam that's going to happen at the big man spot. Can you believe it? Remember heading to the season, that was like the weakest point of the, uh, of the roster? And Alex is going to get beefed up. Who's the odd man out? What about Jock Landale? That and more. I am joined once again by my good friend Rudy Campos. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. He's also the host of Sweep the League radio show on 9:30. The answer, Rudy. Welcome back to Lockdown Sports. Hope you had a great holiday weekend. Thank you, Jeff, for having me back. I did have a really good holiday weekend. I didn't eat the tamales or anything not for obvious reasons, but I am in envy of all you guys that did. I ate too much, man. And before this recording, I had another plate in the morning. I mean, that's how much I'm like swimming in, in tamales in the fridge right now. Um, but I mean, I can't complain, I guess. Hey, it's I don't have to go spend food, spend money on food, I guess. I got some, you know, leftovers for days. But uh, yeah. did, you, did you get everything that Santa, Santa wanted? Uh, did you have on your list there? Did you get everything? Yeah, uh, I got everything I wanted from Santa. I basically asked for the bill to cover my wife and daughter's Christmas, and he sent it to me in a perfectly <laughs> clear envelope and said, here you go. So, yeah, I got everything I uh, Oh, my goodness. Hey, well, I'm glad you had a fun uh, family-filled Christmas holiday break. But let's get back to work right here on Locked On Spurs. Uh, Rudy, let's go ahead and uh, talk about this. You remember the beginning of the season, uh, you, me, rest of the Spurs fan base, everybody was talking about how the Spurs are thin at the big man spot. It's just Yaka Pirtle, Drew Eubanks, and that's it. You know, who's this Landale kid? Oh, my God, Collins is going to be out forever. Fast forward to today, oh, how things have changed. Uh, Yaka Pirtle has come on the scene, one of the better players for the Spurs this season, Rudy. You have uh, Jock Landale finally getting NBA minutes, steady NBA minutes, and it's proving to be a valuable commodity, at least on the offensive end. And lo and behold, Popovich says that um, Zach Collins will be back no later than February, which just is right around the corner. You know, suddenly, Rudy, they have a logjam at the big man spot. Obviously, this is a good thing to have, but let's, let's just start off with the big elephant in the room. Uh, Drew Eubanks, what is going to happen to him? What do you think is likely to happen in the final season in San Antonio? And, I mean, it's not his fault, man. He's just limited. You know, the problem with this is, you're right, it's a good problem to have when it comes to the big man. The obvious, you know, cat in the room was like, we need a big man. That's why That's why a lot of fans yeah. wanted him to draft Kai Jones from Texas. But mm-hmm. Needless to say, we don't need that. We don't need that right now. But when it comes to Eubanks, man, it's just an unfortunate situation with him. Jock is actually working out, filling in a really good backup row to Pirtle. With Zach Collins coming back, if Zach is the same type of person and player that we've seen in Portland, Drew is pretty much the odd man out. He either goes back to Austin, may get released, or maybe a part of a trade deadline deal that might involve that young. So 
I, I feel bad for Drew. He's worked really hard. But let's not say he's going to be gone for sure because we still don't know what we're getting with Zach Collins when he comes back. Maybe Zach isn't ready to play. Maybe he's going to be out longer. We just don't know. So until that actually is confirmed, I think Drew's going to be a spur for the long run, at least for this year. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I can think of is that he gets dealt in some sort of Thad Young trade. You know, kind of, you know, he is an expiring contract. If there's anything to make money work, um, I think that's where Drew will come in. I mean, that did get another DNP versus the versus the Pistons. Of all, even in garbage time, he didn't even get burned. Uh, so that should be very telling about Thad Young's future in San Antonio. So if for some reason they have a deal on the table, they got to make the money work. I would not be surprised to see Drew Eubanks tossed in there. You know, you, and Eubanks, you know, to his credit, I mean, he tried. You know, he really, really does try. You know, he worked on his three shot. He's hit a few in, in NBA games, uh, but it's just not as consistent. He's not that much of an offensive threat as Jock Landale is, nor is Jakob Pertl. So, uh, you, you know, I, I think we can just safely say this more than likely could be just his final season in San Antonio. And, you know, whether it be via trade or, you know, the season just wraps up. He is on a one-year deal, uh, Rudy. Yeah, he's on a one-year deal, and I think I agree with you on that. It's probably going to be his last year unless something unfortunate happens. But we got to kind of calm down a little bit on all the talk about the big men because, I mean, if you stop and think about it, we really only have three big guys that are getting minutes, and that would be Drew, Mm -hmm. Hurdle, and Jock. So to say we want to get rid of one, not knowing how healthy Zach Collins really is, I think might be pushing the envelope a little too far. I think he still stays with the Spurs, maybe in the G League as well to kind of develop. But with the whole Jock Landell, Drew Eubanks thing, you know, we got to really understand Jock is more NBA ready. Drew is still, you know, relatively a young guy, almost dang near a rookie, you know, in the league itself. So his development is not going to be on the pace that Jock's was. Jock was a national team player, played in the Olympics, but he's got a lot of experience. So to see Jock, you know, I guess becoming a better player quicker is not so surprising for me. But like I said, Drew would be the odd man out if Zach Collins is healthy and is yeah. playing the way the Spurs are expecting him to play. Yeah, I mean, and Zach Collins, what we've seen in Portland, you know, he's still young. He, you know, he he told me years ago, years ago, uh, when he was about to be drafted the day before, uh, Rudy, that um, it was criminal that Tim Duncan was never selected a DPOI, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, so mm-hmm. he definitely knew his Spurs history. He it looks like he could be built in that Spurs mold. He's as tough as it comes, ain't afraid to trash talk and and be nasty out there, and can stretch the floor. Again, something Eubanks cannot do, at least on the regular, as Jock can and what we see with Zach can. Sorry. And y- you look at the situation, and you know, hey, you know, Drew, you know, I mean, I, I you know. I mean, you're saying he might go back to the G League. I don't know if he'll be in the the league after this season. I mean, because what 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 value does he bring to any NBA team? Does he none knock right down three? Now, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe right it, now. it could be just a situational thing. You know, maybe just in San Antonio is not working. Maybe on another team. But y- you look at the Spurs big man right now, and look, it's, it's like we said, it's a good problem to have. This is great. But let's shift gears a bit to Jock now. And what what more can you say about him? I mean, the rookie has shown that he has was NBA ready. Offensively, he is a threat. Double figure scoring against the Pistons. I get it. The Pistons were depleted, but nevertheless, 
it's still a good show. And it wasn't just against a depleted Pistons team. Even since he's been getting NBA minutes, really, he's really been showing his worth on the offensive end. What are you, what are you seeing from the kid uh, on the offensive end right now? We'll talk about the defensive end in just a few seconds. You know, from what I see as far as Jack Lundell goes is a player that we have not really seen in San Antonio. And, of course, I'm not disrespecting any of the true legends in San Antonio, you know, Tim Duncan or anything, but we're actually getting a good look at a player who can be a pick-and-pop type player similar to the style of a Dirk Nowitzki. And, again, not Mm -hmm. comparing him to Nowitzki, but when you have a big man that can come off of a screen, you know, hit that jump shot, be really consistent on it, get to the basket, play, you know, with, you know, blue collar tendencies down low, get the rebounds. I mean, you're getting a player that is all around NBA talent. And that's the only thing I see that's really a struggle for him is still on the defensive side, but that's going to come around. Guy, mm-hmm. It's so easy to play offense in the NBA. It's so difficult to play defense in the NBA. That's something you've got to learn, which he is capable of learning. But with Jock in general, man, I mean, he fits that second that second string so well. It makes mm-hmm. him so much more fluid, and it makes him so much more deadly because now you've got to worry, okay, here comes the second string. You've got guys, you know, like uh, probably like a Derek White, not Derek White, but when you have Derek and DeJounte out there penetrating to the basket, you're able to kick it out to a big man of three-point range. I mean, you can't say much about Jock other than the fact that his development is light years ahead of what we all expected. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is a new app that helps identify, stop paying for subscriptions that you don't want, need, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it very, very simple. Just link your accounts. Truebill will take care of the rest. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And you get yourself a Truebill concierge when pretty much there for you whenever you need uh, them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to i use truebill you should use it too it saved me so much money truebill has over 200 million well, 2 million users help them save over 100 million dollars don't fall for subscription scams start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on mba go right now truebill.com slash locked on mba can save you thousands a year truebill.com slash locked on mba And we forget that he played professionally. I mean, he was an MVP yeah. uh, of an Australian league. I mean, he played with the Olympics. You know, Trey Jones mentioned this after the win versus the Pistons, saying that he's been watching Jock since his Olympic days. And with Team Australia, he definitely showed his worth. And I, you get why the Spurs wanted to snag him and add him to the roster, because he stretches the floor. Again, something that Eubanks doesn't do. But something that Zach Collins does, definitely does. And again, we'll talk about Zach a little bit more in depth in a few seconds here. But Jock, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, just fit in seamlessly. He goes to the G League, Rudy. Wreck shop. I mean, it's like, why is he even here? I mean, he would just make everybody look like fools. And then he comes to San Antonio, gets his NBA burn going, and has been proving to be quite the find for the uh, Spurs you're looking at the three-point shooting. I think that's obvious. You know, he he definitely can knock it down. I mean, he 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 t- his stroke is so clean. 
it's I mean for a big man, I'm surprised. Like it's as if like Steph Curry's out there. I'm not comparing him to Steph Curry, but <laughs> you know, that stroke is pretty, pretty good. Um all in all, I like to say that is it safe to say that Jock is who we thought Lucas Simonic would be? Hmm. Yeah. And then Spurs needed a stretch big, and he's definitely that right now. I mean, look look at the Knicks right now. They got hammered too with bodies and you know COVID and whatnot. And they and <laughs> Lucas still hasn't gotten the call up. He's still playing yeah. with the Westchester Knicks. <laughs> but I think so too. And you know, uh, I think I mean I will give Luca this. I think Luca is a little bit more athletic than Jock. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all in all, you know, you you know, just what a windfall for the Spurs. As as we're seeing Jock getting the increased minutes uh, game by game. Uh, it's clear to say he is the backup, right, to to uh, Pirtle. There's no doubt yeah. about that, is it? Right, right, Rudy? Yes, there's no doubt about that. Pirtle has done a tremendous job in the offseason. He's earned that starting spot, and it's only him. It's only his to lose. But definitely right now, Jock is solidified as the backup to Pirtle. Yeah. And, and, and it was just so sudden because it was usually to Eubanks. Eubanks was the backup, and then – Jock goes for two games in the G League, and then next thing you know, whoa, look at that. He is uh, backing up uh, Jakob now, and you get why, because the Spurs need that threat. I mean, look at a, I mean, look, I'm not comparing him to these this level of bigs in the NBA, but look at Joker with Nuggets' ability to stretch the floor with his three-point shooting. Uh, look at Cat uh, with the Timberwolves. So he has he has at least a long mid-range game. He can hit the occasional three. So the Spurs need something like that in their arsenal and uh, uh, Jock is uh, definitely doing that. Let's look at a few games that, you know, and just in this win streak, 18 points in a win versus the Pistons, 13 points in a win versus the Lakers, eight points in a win versus the uh, Clippers. And then shooting in this win streak, uh, Rudy, he has not missed a three. Spurs have won three games in a row. He's gone one for one versus Detroit, one for one versus the Lakers, two for two versus the Clippers. So he definitely can knock them down. We're talking with uh, Rudy Campos here. He is with Sweep the League Radio on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Make sure to check it out and follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. We, we briefly touched on him for a while, and that's being Zach Collins. And you bring up a great point. And I think Spurs fans are missing this. We don't know what we're get, what the Spurs are going to get when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, has he even played a full season since he's gotten to the NBA? I don't think he has. I think he's been injured. If he did, it might have been his rookie year, but he may not have gotten a lot of run there. Okay, so what have you seen in his Portland days that if he stays healthy can provide San Antonio? What The biggest thing that I see that Zach brings and that I really love is the intensity, is the mm-hmm. not back down personality. He can mm-hmm. He can play ball. He can knock down a three. He can get to the basket. He can make plays. But what I love about Zach Collins is it's that junkyard dog. Remember the old Jerome Williams days with the Raptors? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it's that type of player. Antoine Carr back in the day. You know what? I'm not going to let you mess with anybody. You want to talk S to me, talk S to my teammates, I'm going to get in your face. And that's the way Zach Collins has played. That's the type of player that the Spurs need right now. That JYD player that's mm-hmm. going to come in and not back down. That's what Zach has always brought to the game. And he's still young. He's still a Fair young enough. guy. Uh, so you you like what you're seeing out of him now. You look at Zach Collins, obviously has not played at, at all this season. 
But the last time he played an NBA game was in the 19, the 2019 20 season with the Blazers. And in that game, he only played and that season, excuse me, he only played 12 games in the season, 24 minutes, 6.7 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, 1.3 assists, shot 38% from the three line. Now, um, the biggest sample we have. And you're right, Rudy, it is early in his career, was his rookie and sophomore seasons. Um, his When he gets out there, you look at his uh, the 2018-19 season, 77 games played, 6.6 points per game, 33% shooting from the uh, three-line, 48% from uh, the field overall. I, that does worry me. Can this kid stay healthy? When the Spurs signed him, Rudy, were you kind of scratching your head or did you get it? Like, you know, okay, low, high, you know, low risk, high reward. I mean, how did you approach this? You know, you just said low risk, high reward, but I am not going to sit here and lie to you or anybody. I'm still scratching my head on the Zach Collins sign. I mean, you've Mm -hmm. got a guy who hasn't proven to be healthy in his career, but you still have, um, you still want to sign him. It still scratches. I'm still scratching my head on it. I mean, I get it. It's low risk, high reward, and Zach Collins can bring a lot to this first team. But at what cost? I mean, if he doesn't pan out, then what are you doing signing a player that doesn't isn't going to stay mm-hmm. healthy? So it, it's still it's still mind boggling to me that they signed it. I get why they did, but again, I feel like could this turn into another Chandler Parsons type thing? where you saw so yeah. much potential in him, but he kept getting signed by these other teams and never played a, you know, a game in his life after having that career, I'm not sure about the injuries that he was having. By. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but God, I haven't heard Chandler Parsons' name in a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he didn't he get like some massive deal and like didn't yeah. really even earn it, you know, because he was just so injured? Yeah. I'm, I think the addition of Zach when he does come back is going to help this team. Because, you know, uh, I, they need size. You know, Pirtle, you know, he's playing great this year. Jock is becoming, you know, he's emerging. But I would like to have him. And the thing about it, too, is Zach, I think he's interchangeable. Right? He can play the five and the four, can he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's very interchangeable. All right. So, um, yeah, it gives another uh, dimension for the Spurs. And, again, that that shooting touch, as we, you know, in a small sample size in the last season he played, but, you know, 48% from the field, 38% from the three line in the 2019-2020 uh, 20 season. So, again, the Spurs have a good problem right now. This is a good problem. Either you use Drew Eubanks to flip in some sort of deal to sweeten the pot, or he's a one-year deal and he can just let him walk at the end of the season, knowing that Jock has emerged and that Zach, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, will be healthy. You know, we, we can't forget about this. Going back to Jock, uh, Rudy, before we switch to Jakob, is that he did get hit uh, with the health and safety protocols, and he had a concussion. So mm-hmm. do, you, do you think that also maybe uh, delayed his NBA minutes to start going? Oh, yeah. we are. If anybody knows anything about the Spurs, it's always about safety first for the players. I mean, you got a guy that might, you know, break a fingernail and they're going to keep him out two or three games because, you know, they want to be cautious about it. So, yeah, I mean, that definitely delayed a little bit, but it didn't look like it affected his development at all. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose 
from many delicious flavors at Built Bar. Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. So let's talk about the the big man uh, that is the starting five, and that is Jakob Pertl. What is your grade so far, what you've seen out of him, now that we're well past the first quarter of the season? Oh, if I had to grade Jakob, I don't want to be too high. I'd say mm-hmm. it's you know, an A+. Plus, but I will say right now I am at an A, but I'm going to safely say a B-plus for Jakob. And the only reason why I give him a B-plus is because I still think there's room for improvement. You always got to leave yourself room for improvement as well. But – He's playing at an A level, A minus A, you know, level, but I have him at a B plus only because I want to see as the season continues, if he can contain, if he can maintain this type of play, good God. I mean, this first team is going to be one to be reckoned with. I mean, you're already talking about a team that's in the play on, playing game already at the what ninth or 10th seed. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I think right now he's a B plus. His improvement is tremendous. I mean, he's definitely everything that the Spurs and Spurs fans are wanting, but I want to see a consistency. That was something you and I talked about recently. It's got to be consistent. The more he's consistent, the higher the grade goes for me. Yeah, and I remember for a while there, in the beginning of the season, there were thoughts that maybe he was going to be the MVP for the season because the way he mm-hmm. came out, he was just, uh, whoo, you know, I mean, they were like, oh, he is definitely the team's MVP. And then Murray has emerged, and we know that he is really, you know, the the heart and soul and the leader of this team. But Jakob, mm-hmm. yeah, confident about his team. He recently spoke with uh, Australia's APA and said that he believes in this team, that this team is only going to get better. The proof is in the pudding. You know, they're, they're on a three-game win streak. Uh, they've taken down some of the top teams in the West, the Warriors, uh, the Jazz. And, uh, yeah, this team is looking good. But as far as Jakob, yeah, I, I – I'm not going to be as uh, tough as you are. I think I'm going to give him an A minus from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his uh, days where, you know, he's, you know, off, but those are far and few between. I like what he's doing offensively. I mean, he has a little shot put shot. I don't know if you've seen that. He, he runs the pick and roll. Yeah. And he stops yeah. like near the free throw. And he kind of just shot puts it. That's been falling for him. Still would love for him to just attempt his own shot. Like, you know, get the ball, you know, and make a midi, something like that. Even a corner. Um, from the free throw line, something, but yeah. that is a work in progress. Hey, you know what? Um, you know, and by the way, yeah, uh, Jakob, you know, yes, you know, far ahead, uh, expectations this season. You know, we didn't talk about this though with Landale, and I want to go back to that. And that is the defensive end. Now, you brought it up a bit, you said that's that'll come, but do you think what you've seen defensively are they fixable? Are they bigger issues? No, I think with Landale, because of the experience in the past years that he's had with national teams, you know, and playing overseas, mm-hmm. it's it's just minor tweaks here and there. And that's something that he's got to learn. The NBA game is so much faster than any game uh, around the world when it comes to basketball. So 
it's little tweaks. It's little things here and there that he's got to fix. It's a little bit of assignment issues that he has, but it's nothing that's going to take years to develop. It's actually a game-to-game type thing. Once he sees, like, okay, I've seen this same play or this same type of style from this team round before. This is what I need to do. That's all it takes. It's a lot of game film. So if you have anything, he needs to, you know, contact Peyton Manning because Peyton was one of the greatest guys <laughs> when it came to watching game film. He just has to watch a lot of film to just study other players and other teams, and he'll be fine. So it's like a game-to-game type thing, nothing very big at all. I was at the uh, Spurs-Pistons uh, game, and uh, he definitely, you know, he gets frustrated on the defensive end. There are several times where he just slaps his hands together where um, he gets called on the defensive end for a foul, and it clearly, you know, he was out of position, and he just hit the guy. And you can see the frustration in him. He just kind of, like, barks to him. He's like, ah, like that. He gets really frustrated. And, and again, I think you're right. Those are things that will come with learning. Look, offense, you know, he's got that. We know that. They run plays for him. You know, they run plays for him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think defensively he will get there. You know, even in pregame warm-ups, you know, all he did, uh, Rudy was just camp out of the three line for the most part and was just knocking down threes. So the Spurs know his role. I think he knows his role in the offensive end is becoming a better role player on the defensive end. That's going to take time. And I and hopefully it comes sooner than later. Oh, yeah. We're talking with uh, Rudy Campos. He is on Twitter at Sweep the League. Make sure to follow him right now. He's also part of this and the host of Sweep the League radio show on 938. It's uh, one of the, uh, it's a great show because y'all touch on everything. It's not just Spurs. You go from Spurs to Cowboys to, I don't know if y'all talk Texans, you know, but Texans to, to, yeah, <laughs> West, yeah, to uh, just local sports. Uh, tell us a little bit more about Sweep the League before we start looking at tonight's matchup. Yeah, Sweep the League, like you touched on it really good. We talk Spurs, we talk all NBA, NFL, Cowboys, uh, local sports, ETSA. I mean, we talk about everything. We'll dive into, uh, you know, pop culture. We'll dive into, you know, sometimes personal stuff. So it just, it, it's just a, a good radio show that it's sports, you know, related, everything sports, but we kind of bring everything into it to make it fun. And it's a party. It's a two-hour party every single Sunday. So that's the good thing about it. Check it out on 9.30 a.m. The Answer out in San Antonio. Spurs and Jazz will meet again. For the second time this season, the Spurs are one and zero against the Jazz. I never thought I would say that how they started off the season, <laughs> Rudy. But here they are, and they're they're playing well. Their three game win streak. They uh, put up hundred and forty four points on the Pistons. They put a hundred hundred thirty eight points up on the Lakers. Uh, offensively, they're fine. Defensively, they're still good. Uh, no Donovan Mitchell tonight. To start off with that. Rudy, your thoughts on the Spurs facing a Mitchell-less uh, Utah G- uh, Jazz game uh, team tonight? Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be a tough game. I mean, you're talking about a team in Utah that's 23-9. and nine. They don't have Donovan Mitchell tonight, but the Spurs kind of countered that with no DeJounte Murray tonight as well. So uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. You still got to worry about Bogdanovich and Gobert. Ingles can shoot the lights yes. out. I mean, you still have Conley and Clarkson there. It's going to be a very tough game. I can't really doubt the Spurs because of the last three games and the way they've been playing on both ends of the court. I think that we're going to see this uh, win streak continue with the Spurs. I think it's going to go to four game, uh, four game winning streak with them. Uh, it's going to be probably not a blowout we, like we've seen with the Spurs lately, but it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a close game. I have the Spurs winning 
I think if Donovan Mitchell did play tonight, it'd be a different story. I think I would go mm-hmm. with the Jazz, but I give the Spurs a slight edge tonight, especially with the play of Londell and Pirtle continuing. I think it'll give Gobert a lot of fits, even though he's a defensive presence and a defensive player yeah. of the year. I still think those two guys can give Gobert a lot of fits. You know, good thing that Mitchell is not playing tonight for the Spurs' sake because coming into this game, had he played in the last 12 games, he was averaging 29 points per game. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. You know, he's, he yeah. won the Western Conference Player of the Week or Month Award. He, in other words, he got recognized for his efforts by the NBA. So, uh, again, mm-hmm. good on the Spurs. And, hey, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I mean, look, the Spurs are not going to have Murray, as you mentioned. Hey, you know, Mitchell's out for Utah, so hopefully it's a bit of a fair fight uh, tonight, Spurs-Jazz. You know, one thing I'm watching for is that three-line. You mentioned the name right now, Bogdanovich. Definitely the Spurs got to watch that three-line from Utah. The Jazz have made 12 or more threes in three straight games. Rudy, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, they're they're lights out from the three-point line. I mean, not only Bogdanovich, but you got Ingles as well. Conley and Clarkson are very capable shooters. I mean, these guys are – they're one of the better overall all-around teams in the NBA. I mean, they're going to go in. They're going to get the job done any way possible. If they got to beat you from beyond the arc, they'll beat you from beyond the arc. If they got to kill you inside, they got to get you inside. They will yeah. get you inside. So I, I think that you're right. You've got to be able to protect that three-point line big time tonight. If anything, make Gobert beat you. You know, try to yeah, have exactly. him beat you because mm-hmm. – for me, that's always been the thing, you know, with Donovan Mitchell being out, that's what you got to do. Make Rudy Gobert beat you, whether it be on the free throw line or down below. He's not a very good offensive player. So having him beat you, you definitely would be giving my hats off to them. Hey, if you beat the Spurs because of Gobert, then you did it. That's a good thing. You Credit to you. But mm-hmm. definitely got to protect the three-point line. But I think Gobert is their key tonight. Just let him go wild. Please contain everybody else. Yeah. You know, you know, this is kind of a, a kind of a two, like a one A and one B stat. I'm gonna throw out that I'm definitely gonna be looking at uh, tonight. Uh, Spurs Jazz is this. So we, I think everybody knows uh, if the Spurs are trailing after the third quarter, whether it be home or away, they just can't get out of that hole. Even if it's a two point deficit, they just simply cannot get out of that. So you know, right now the Spurs are zero and eight at home when they're trailing in the third period. So they they're witness, you know. So keep an eye on that. But here's the thing, and it ties into that. Stat, the Jazz are currently averaging 59 points per game in the second half of games. And in those second halves, Rudy, they're shooting 49%. So, yeah, the Spurs have to, have to, have to at least tie or be taking the lead in the third because this Jazz team just comes alive in the second half. And, boy, do they. Why do you think the Spurs – can are winless if they're trailing after the third period of this season? I, you know, that's kind of hard to say because if you think about it, you're trailing after the third quarter, th- that's a lot of mental thing. And it's a yeah. very young team. We forget to mention, even though I know Devin Vassell and a lot of players are like, we're not young. We've been in the NBA for a while. I get that. But you're still the young NBA years. I mean, you're still developing. So I think it's more of a mental thing. I think trailing after the third quarter, you've exhausted, you know, what, 36 minutes of a game already, and you still just can't seem to get over the hump. It takes its toll on players, and you're trying and trying and trying. It's like the low engine that could. Eventually, you'll get over the hump, but right now, it's just not happening. Spurs Jazz tonight at the AT&T Center. It's also Star Wars night. So, Rudy, nice. if, you know, 
of all the times I'm not scheduled for a game would is is this one. So Ken's they did me wrong on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, man. I would I definitely if I was you try to fight to for everything you can for tonight when it's being Star Wars night. Are you going? I am actually not gonna be there. I would have loved to attend it, but considering I got back from vacation last week, my work pile is literally two stories high. So I've got to catch up on all that. So uh, using a a Star Wars analogy, how do you see today's game uh, going down tonight, Spurs Jazz? The analogy I could definitely use is The Force Awakens. And I know that's a a series you don't like, but I use that because we've seen this Spurs team, this, you know, very not very young, but this young Spurs team start to gel, and they've been a force to been reckoned with the last three games. I don't see it stopping. So the NBA needs to realize that a force has been awakened with this San Antonio Spurs squad. Yeah, this, this Spurs team is definitely awakened. It looks like they may be turning the corner, but that's definitely going to be a, de- a topic of discussion later this week on Lockdown Spurs in future episodes because I was tempted to talk to you about this topic today, but I said, you know, let me wait for this Jazz game to be done with first. You know, because <laughs> if the Jazz just devastate them uh, tonight, uh, you know, then maybe that's back to the drawing board. So, uh, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully the Spurs yeah. uh, can uh, definitely get the win and perhaps give more credence to the fact that they are turning the corner. So, yeah, I'm right there with it. I think the Spurs are going to win tonight. I think it's going to be a close game. Would not be surprised it goes to OT. I really would mm-hmm. not be surprised. Uh, but if I have to use a uh, an analogy, I, I, this is like – now, this is a, a deep cut, Rudy, so I hope you're keeping up here with me. Um, huh? This is like uh, on the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, remember I mean, people don't remember, there's actually were two Clone Wars series. Remember yeah. there was one that were like real small little bites. And that's when you had the introduction of General Grievous, um, you know, his intro where he was just decimating the Jedi in the, in like yeah. in some battle. And that was like, you're already seeing the Anakin in his prime. Well, in that series, there was like a, a, a few episodes of showing Anakin in his prime and just how he, everything was easy for him. He was young. He was brash, uh, you know, always, you know, getting on Obi's uh, nerves because, Obi wants to stick to the plan, and Anik is like, mm-hmm. "No, I went around that plan. You know, I did this. You know, so I think that's what the Spurs are. Uh, they're 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 finding their stride right now. They're they're being Anakin right now, um, getting things done, having fun out there in the court. Kelton Johnson hits a three against the Pistons, and he starts pointing the crowds. I love that. I love that. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. The Spurs are finding a good groove right now. They're Anakin Skywalker on the battle." And they're looking, they're decimating the droids. In this case, the Spurs are decimating the competition right now. Hopefully, they will continue that. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Rudy. I think they get the W. But we're done talking. We want to hear from you. One more time, Rudy, tell us everything we need to know about Sweep the League Radio. Yeah, Sweep the League Radio is every Sunday night from 7 to 9 p.m. on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We stream live across Facebook, Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. And like I said, it's a two-hour party from 7 to 9 p.m. every single Sunday night on 9.30 in the answer at Sweep the League Radio. Make sure to follow Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your smart computer speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. And we thank you for always making Lockdown Spurs uh, podcast your first listen each and every day. Spurs got the jazz tonight. Go check out Lockdown Jazz. So for Rudy Campos, or should I say Rudy um Anakin Skywalker, Campos, you okay with that? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, because I can I can turn bad pretty quick. Oh no, we gotta <laughs> let him go now. He's getting mad at me. Rudy uh, Anakin Skywalker Campos. I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.